0: Hi, everyone. This is Kishore Chandra. And this is Chit Chat uh, with myself and Jay Jagannath Prabhu, who will be signing on shortly. And we are here every night at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Welcome, Anand, welcome, Ada. Um, yesterday, our connection was a bit choppy, but we tested the connection, so this should be good. Welcome Sham. welcome, welcome everyone. We're just waiting for Jai to uh, connect and then we will start our evening chit chat. Welcome Mani Blue Skies, welcome Adi Hall. How am I? I'm good, I'm at the beach. <laughs> I'm at a beach apartment that's where I am. <laughs> Jai is here everyone. Uh, okay, let's see. Welcome Geneva. Welcome everyone. Hari Bol, Hari Ball, bo, Hari Krishna. Hari. 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 How are you? I'm good. I feel like I feel like I need I need to get back on the spiritual platform. Like I was I was um we were talking about this. Uh, at length about how sometimes when you like go at it in a political sense or in like a cultural or societal sense, like, it's really easy to get wrapped up in that world. It's really easy to get wrapped up in that lingo. Um, But at the same time, like I had I had I had like I woke up this today was one of those mornings where I woke up and I had like 40 messages, I was just like, oh, my God, and I responded to every single one of them. And so for those of you that are just tuning in. Um, you may or may not know this, but on my stories, there's a lot going on in the yoga world right now. A lot of accusations of cultural appropriation, um, you know, everything with the BLM movement in the United States. I can say that now because I'm outside of the United States. <laughs> 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 and so anyway, yoga studios are, are suffering in a, in a business sense because obviously they're not opening and they're not on any plans to open. Uh, anytime soon but then also in a cultural sense uh, I've been seeing a lot of like call out culture and cancel culture and this and so um, it happened to a studio that I teach at that I've had very nice memories at and uh, I've never you know there's been accusations of things so I felt that it was time to kind of speak up about it because I do have strong opinions about these kinds of things but the reason like You know, this is actually maybe perhaps a nice, an interesting point to start on because the reason I often don't talk about these kinds of opinions. Lately I've been more vocal with the LM happening and like getting back into my my political studies and that kind of side of myself. But when I was living in the ashram, I mean, you saw me, I was very like, I don't want to hear about that stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like even now when I'm communicating with people at that yoga studio. I'm telling them, I was just like, yeah, you know, I wasn't too much involved because I would kind of keep myself apart from the fray, you know, because I was really at that time completely focused on my spiritual life and on my devotional life. And I didn't want to be dragged into, you know, that kind of world. And I feel like it's a conundrum because I had, I'll end with this, I had one Prabhu reach out to me and be like, you know, thank you for writing this kind of stuff and this and etc. And kind of asked me like, you know, why or how I was, why I was approaching it in that way, as opposed to kind of like bhakti or this kind of thing. And so I said, you know, in an ideal world, I I would want to approach it with bhakti. And maybe if I were more skilled, and this is something that I'm trying to learn how to do, like I could, but then I just simply said, it's really difficult to like, talk, you know, about what our philosophy says to people who are like, rampantly secular and rampantly like impersonalists, you know, like taking the yoga philosophy and basically just like doing what they want with it. So I just told that Boo. I was just like, you know, I usually don't play identity politics but I felt like I had to because this is the situation. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And it was, and this is the bad part, Jaya. This it, is was why I, it, was it was fun. It was so much was fun. Like, it was so much fun. I,
1: I, I was just seeing your stories uh, right before we jumped on chit chat. I didn't see all of them yet. But just the first few I saw, I was like, hold up, bring me the popcorn. <laughs> it's going good. It's getting good. <laughs> and yeah, a part of you feels bad that one, uh, the, the part of you that wants to be, you know, spiritual and kind of, transcendent to some of these sorts of mentalities feels guilty that you're kind of indulging a mentality and enjoying a little bit of a, you know, savagery or the tea, calling them out. And yeah, one feels bad about that. And I I share your conflict profoundly, I would say. It's been demoralizing, frankly Mm -hmm. speaking, to um, it's been demoralizing to see with, okay, within our, our, our own personal spiritual devotional communities, it's been demoralizing to see devotees get, you know, pinned, sort of, like, pushed up against the wall on one side of a duality and just, like, charging at each other. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's happening, that just reflects what's happening on the sort of macrocosm level yeah. on a, or more like, you know, uh, national level or even, yeah. frankly speaking, international level where it's just like, there are only two sides. You're either on this side or you're on that side. And it's just like more, you know, round one, fight, (laughs) you know, Mortal Kombat style. And I just found that happening in our communities and then the world over, it's been very demoralizing uh, in terms of demoralizing to my creativity. Like I, I like to look at, I like to see how my metaphysics plays a role in the way that I'm looking at the world. Mm. And I try to expose where I'm coming from metaphysically, Mm. even when I say something politically. Uh, We've talked a lot about a lot of politics on Chit Chat, but I've always tried to make it clear precisely where I'm coming from with my metaphysics that leads me to a certain understanding. And then someone can, uh, you know, address my metaphysics then. Like, well, this seems, is this truly what your metaphysics teach? And is the conclusion that you're coming to about the conventional situation really in line with your metaphysics? I can be corrected if you know exactly where I'm coming from yeah. metaphysically. So I always try to make that connection with whatever that I do or share. And But lately I've been finding it hard to, yeah, I've been finding it hard to share, I think because you said it, because the world of course is secularized and, Frankly speaking, our devotional communities have been infiltrated by secular ideologies. Like, to be, I, for example, when you have an a ideal such as the law of karma, this is a very strong concept that comes in Indian metaphysics, mm-hmm. one that Christian speaks about in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, when you're, when, if you're really looking at the world through the lens of a, like a karma doctrine, can you really be so emotionally invested with what's happening to Jivas, who are, technically speaking, on a philosophical level, getting the fruits of their own improprieties? Mm. Like how emotionally, how emotionally invested can one be, and what's happening externally, when you have that doctrine informing the way that you're looking at what's happening? I I, I find it. Not that, that doesn't mean that you're without compassion. And that's another thing that's been really frustrating for me and demoralizing is that if, you, if I were to assert, like, hey, this is a karma reduction. If a, certain, if, a, if a person or a set of people are being seen in a certain position in this life, then according to the karma reduction, they're receiving the reactions to their own improprieties of similar kind from a previous life.
0: Yeah.
1: So that doesn't mean that you don't care about what's happening to them. But you can see that they're getting caught up in this cycle where they were oppressors in their previous life. And as a reaction to their oppression, they have to become the oppressed in this life. Yes. But as as the oppressed, they rebel against the oppressor and then again become the oppressor in the next life. And in this way, the cycle keeps continuing. That's what our metaphysics tells us. Yes. So our compassion on a devotional or spiritual level is to get jivas to get out of such a cycle yes by understanding that these are the cards that have been dealt with and that they have to direct their psyche towards Krishna. all that we have our philosophy but then i'm told if i look at the scenario that way it's because i lack compassion yes or it's because i'm hard-hearted or i lack empathy and oftentimes the people who would well maybe they wouldn't see we're people of color and we actually, we have a lot of oppression points, you and I. So we're, we're, we're a little bit hard to touch because of it. <laughs> in one sense, at least, or hard to touch in the conversation because we can always just drop those cards and everyone's gonna be silent, you know? Um, so, but generally speaking, if we didn't have that sort of privilege and in some degrees, when you have a certain view, some of those privileges do get retracted um, in the conversation why is it that i get this accusation that you lack concern or compassion just because you believe that people are getting the fruits of their karma yeah and it's like to me what it what it what happens at least in the conversations that i've seen and I've participated in what happens is people have a certain view of the world which may be in line with the facts like this person has oppressed that person fine but then what is the solution is not self-evident. Mm. And so if you look at this sort of the classic duality that we see in the states, let's say between conservative and liberal, liberal, both parties can have compassion, but they have a very different way of thinking about the solution to the issue. Yes. And, you know, instead of giving people the benefit of the doubt that, listen, they're also empathic, they also have compassion. They're also concerned, but they don't agree with this method of bringing about solution. If you don't agree with them, then you must be evil. And I've gotten that accusation directly or indirectly. I've gotten an accusation. And Mm. it's like, how can you accuse me of that? Like, I'm a person who has real life experience Mm. of the things that you're talking about. I'm also a person who's become a devotee, who's invested a lot of time into thinking about my own personal life and experience in terms of my metaphysics and devotion. Yeah. And I've come to just like, listen, I think this doesn't work in the long term because I've experienced that side of things. No, you, you don't have compassion. You're evil or you're not evil, but you have a tendency to side with evil people <laughs> or whatever. Like it's, there's so many ways of putting it. And so I just been, I shared your, your feeling and I've, I've, I felt my creativity quite demoralized in the last month or so. Not knowing what to say. That's not true. I know what I want to say, which is normal for me. <laughs> I know exactly what I want to say, but I've resisted kind of saying, being a little bit more outspoken. Mm. Because, um, yeah, like you said, I don't want to descend into that consciousness oh, where yeah. I'm just like, Like yesterday,
0: I had to, like, I felt myself descending and I had to, I had to post a story that said, and now I am stopping because I'm like getting riled up and I can feel myself descending. And I had to like, put my phone on airplane mode and reach a Charitamrita cherry and just be like, everything is fine. I just (laughs) had to like, calm myself down. But something that I feel like what you're saying is, because I share a lot of, you know, we share a lot of the same viewpoints on this and specifically about like, I was also feeling like I know exactly what I want to say, but I'm holding off on saying it because I don't want to descend into this, you know, melee. I don't want to descend into like the back and forth, you know, whatever. And because I've, I mean, personally not on a devotee level, but on a like academia level, I've dealt with these kinds of people before that are like, they they are right no matter what. You know, they're on the right side of history and, and that's that. And I'm just like, okay, you know, if that's what you want to believe then there's no need to have a conversation. But I think what the problem really becomes is that we're not having a common language about things. And we've spoken about language so much on Chit Chat where I say compassion and you say compassion, but it means two completely different things, you know, or you are, uh, what's the word, uh some person is putting a post of social justice and this and this and et cetera, whatever, but I might be like, ah, oh, that's performative and that's not really social justice and you're just virtue signaling, you know? And it's like, it, it seems very confusing because people, you know, I said it yesterday and I'm going to say it again today, the jivo jivasya jivanam, it's like, it's all, if you're not really in tune with your, with with super soul, with Krishna, you know, if you're not doing your sadhana, if you're not like being honest with yourself of where you are in your spiritual life, devotional life, and rather I'm trying to like get up on the hill and, you know, preach to the others and say, it's like this, it's like this, it's like that. You know, it's going to be a world of disappointment because your your ego will take over. Like, and that's that's what I'm seeing, you know? And that's how, right. that's how I feel when I feel myself getting riled up. I'm like, oh, my ego's taking over. Cut, time to stop. Put on some kirtan. You know, let's not make this about me. So I think it's really... For me, it's been very difficult to hear people and to listen to people because I think I do have a little bit of that. Like, you know, you you've made this very strong commentary of like, well, you eat meat, you know, <laughs> like, or like, well, <laughs> you know, like you're engaging in all this behavior, so I don't really have to listen to you, or like, I don't want to engage like this. But I think, I think on for me, it it really started to hit home when it started to happen in our devotional communities and then when it started to happen in, like, yoga studios. Um, and in our devotional community, I think what's really difficult is we're supposed to have a common language, and that common language is supposed to be the Bhagavatam, and it's supposed to be our understandings of Shastra and scripture. But again, like you're saying, I'm, this, this uh, system of karma is so interesting that you brought it up. Because it's like, yeah, that's what our philosophies say. Like,
1: yeah, how do you get around that? Like, I really, maybe I should do, like, a group chat and invite, like, four devotees that I know think is very different on this subject matter and kind of get around how do you understand and believe, I'm just going to assume you believe, in the law of karma on the one hand, and on the other hand, be so profoundly invested mm-hmm. in the, you know, oppression of a certain demographic. They need to be, you know, they need fair rights or whatever it is, and to be so invested in that. On the other hand, knowing okay. that the law of karma is behind, like it's, it, for me, it's just been very. And how do we do? Okay, provided we have such a conversation. And it goes well, like we act classy, we act like kings and queens. We don't you know, let our dignity get out, you know, out of order. Um, how do we in our heart of hearts give persons who think differently from me the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. that they are compassionate and empathic and having wisdom and just coming to a sort of a different conclusion? Like anyway, I'm I try to do that. Like I used to pride myself off of being like the sober guy. Mm-hmm. Like I could deal with a, a difficult issue, just be sober about it and stick my ground, have my reason, have my points. Um and and also be like kind of play like both sides. Like, yeah, I can see that side. Yeah, you know yeah. what, I can see that side too. So I like used to pride myself off of that. Um and now it's just been like womp 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 <laughs> <laughs> Like I you know, I'm looking at either friends or, and I'm just like, this guy is crazy. He's a clown. And (laughs) I I would never say that to anyone. And I don't think I believe that in the the core of my heart, but it's just been really hard to, yeah, just resist descending into that consciousness. Mm. And I'm chanting Japa. I I read, I usually study at least two hours a day. And I'm like, I guess I got to do more in order to like really elevate my consciousness out of this, because it's been, It's been challenging and it's been dispiriting,
0: that's a word. Yeah, it has been challenging, it has been dispiriting. There's some nice comments here. Yeah. Um, I like what Madhavapuri is saying, we we also need to stop pretending we can possibly have an informed opinion about everything. Right, right. Uh, And then he says, on these platforms, people speak with such confidence, but placed in a real-world conversation, I think he meant. Um, um yeah conversation exactly and i think that's such an important point and we've mentioned this on Chit Chat before it's like you don't like not everyone knows everything you know like what happened to trinata peace when you changed? Wait, oh wait oh my god
1: yes i'm sorry to cut y'all. yes yeah can i say yes Yes,
0: yes. i remember you yes. saw me
1: on the late the late morning program with Don yes. Ross when we had this whole big thing and blm was just you know the whole protest something was happening so they were asking so many questions and I remember I consciously was answering with, I don't know. Mm. It was like, it was a very conscious decision. Like I said, I don't think I have an answer to that. It's yeah. like, someone would say, like a question would be like, what do you think the society needs? I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to know that? Have I ever governed a society? I've never even been in a relationship. You're asking me about what the society needs. Like who the hell knows what the society needs? And you have everyone coming forward, like what the society needs. I'm like, I just, that, homie. I just saw you go through three relationships in the last one year. I think you need to figure that part out first before you tell us what the society needs, you know? And like, I just wanted to say, yes, yeah, like, where is that humility? Like, okay, listen, I have this view. I don't know if this is was going to work for the, the society, which is like a big cat, it's a huge category, you know? Uh, but I have this view, and these are my reasons why. Yeah. And someone else has another view and these are the reasons why. But yeah this, I, I love that. Anyway, yes. My report yes. 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 Why do we have to be like so learned about every single thing? Okay. Yeah. Now when it comes to like talking about is- issues that affect us, issues of race or sexuality and so on. I don't try to comment on those issues in terms of those issues themselves, but in terms of my metaphysics. Yes. Like, okay, listen, according to Gita, this, and for because of that, I'm coming to, if you're asking me this question, this is how I'm probably going to think about it. Yes. But now that you're like going into all these little, like, yeah, anyway,
0: yes, no, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, I love what Madhavakuri said, because everyone just goes into like pontificating mode, you know? It's yeah, just totally. Like, it's just like, am I supposed to just sit here and take everything that you're saying as true? Because what exactly? You know, it's your... It's your story, or it's your feelings, and you know something that I really appreciate about like one of the yoga, one of the yoga asan um, practices that I that I study and I teach, is that something I really love about their classes and their way of teaching. It's called Katona Yoga. It's like you go into the class and they're like, "I'm not interested in your feelings, like just straight up like that." They're mm-hmm. like, "Feelings change constantly. They're great. I love feeling great. I love feeling love, enjoying whatever, but in a second, I'll feel sad and depressed and whatever." So their whole thing is like, let's organize this, you know, um, as subject as objectively as possible, like measurements and blocks, and it's very mathematical, which I very like, because our emotions are constantly flailing, you know, our mind is as obstinate as the wind Krishna says, you know, it's like, it can be our worst enemy Krishna says when it goes uncontrolled. And it's like who am I? That's the question that I often like to ask myself, and that's why I don't go popping off on social media usually. Like literally, this is probably the first time I've done it.
1: With a, a little with a life. little
0: encouragement from me, because I would be Yes. Afraid. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> Only because but it, I thought it was a duty. Okay. It was. I
0: did feel like it was my duty. And so many people reached out to me being like, Thank you for saying this. We didn't know how to respond to this and like da 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 but um the point that i was going to make was i usually don't go popping off like this because i often do ask myself that question like what do i know and how do i know what i know and do i even feel confident to share what i know am i doing the am i doing the um enough amount of study time am i living this in a in a in a how have my rounds been these these past months how good you know like okay great so then i'm going to try to just like be a little bit more humble and take a back seat like I find it very demoralizing and disheartening when when people get into that pontificating mode because, you know, we've mentioned this verse so often, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's from the sixth canto, where Krishna is saying that, you know, it will go back and forth, these arguments will go back and forth and you will not get to a conclusion. And right. so only if we are actually surrendering to Krishna, only if we are actually doing our sadhana like this, then, you know, and not engaged in that, or at least at a very minimal level, you know? And I think that, okay, wait, actually, what I I think I want to say is because something that you said brought up something that I wanted to say. Oh yeah. I remember in the United States. I love that. I get to say that now because I'm not, I'm not there in the United States. It really does. I was kind of talking about this yesterday, but my ideas were kind of like half baked because I was still like jet lagged and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 6431. I was talking about how like in the United States, everything feels very, uh, Processed both in a literal sense and figurative sense. Everything feels very performative, very, you know, like image based, consumer based, like this. And this is the Western world we know this. But, um, oh yeah. But I think, like, on this pontificating point, specifically now at this point in time, like, everyone automatically, magically is an expert on race That's, issues, social oh issues. On, on COVID, which is, on new, COVID. Oh, which is
1: a new disease that no one knew about before. But now I know exactly what you need
0: to be doing in order to avoid. Like, wow, queen.
1: <laughs> Everyone's an
0: expert on race issues, societal issues, cultural issues, political issues, COVID issues. I'm like, um, can I, what? Where, wow, the... you, you are amazing. <laughs> and the reason I'm bringing that up lightheartedly is because I've said this before on Chit Chat like I do believe that if it's your nature you should study politics and you should figure and you should study it well and you should figure out how to do it well in a way that isn't you know a a masquerade or a a performance if law politics like these are important things you know like um society and culture like these are important things and you should study those things but um Yeah, Shyam is saying, do you know what their qualifications are for being an expert? No, they don't have any qualifications. Yeah, their experience, which relates to everything.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. And I think that the social media just makes it so much more difficult because I say, well, I read this, so now I know this, you know? And so it's like, okay, well, even if you read that, do you really understand it on a deep-based lived experience level? Probably not, you know? Have you... Have you sat with this and molded over it? Is an is it an ideology that you're uh, either accepting into your life or really investigating deeply into, or is it just like,
1: you know, like? Like we don't care. Listen, I think because we a yeah, group. We bring up a um, what's the word? Plethora is not the word I was looking for. Like a disparate. Anyway, we bring up a lot of different topics that are yeah, not necessarily related to each other. Disparate, that may be the right word. Yeah, right? disparate. And um, as someone may say, well, you guys talk about a lot of stuff. And <laughs> that's why I'm like, true. And that's why it's important to show where angle we're coming from. Yes. I'm looking at whatever we're talking about. I'm trying my best to <laughs> look at it from the angle of Srimad Bhagavatam, yes. Bhagavad Gita. That's why I always try to bring up the verses that I'm thinking of, uh, how the Vedanta school of thought generally would think of something like this. Yes. You know, and get a general ballpark that that's how we're viewing this particular subject matter from that particular lens. And not yes. from, not from the, the topic in its own right. Yes. Um, otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, everyone's just literally an expert on everything. And. Yes.
0: Yeah. it's been. I mean, I don't want to I don't toot my own horn, but. Um... Here it goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> well, though, I also try to stay very close to the Shastra and the Vedanta and what, and what the Gita Bhagavatam is saying. But sometimes, especially with, this, with these, like personally, I've been very um, inspired to like go back to what I studied in school, you know, because I did study politics and society in school, like mm-hmm. specifically in a master's degree. Like I was like, I want to study politics and, and society and culture. And that's what I did my master's in. And like, so like I have felt inspired to like go back and be like, what did I learn again? Like, okay, let me, let me see this. Because the amount of dis, disinformation, but also like um, irresponsibility in how we arrive at our conclusions is so like lackluster, you know, it's just like yawn. It's like really you saw a meme and then you copied it. And now you know what that ism or ideology means. It's like, mm, I don't know. So sometimes I'll, I also draw from there and I, I've been doing it more, but I've been, this is, this is a, a boundary that I've been like trying to learn how to navigate and I'm, I'm learning more and more as like, okay, Bhakti and like, you know, this, this stuff that I studied or like my professional career or like whatever, you know, and I'm trying to figure that out while staying rooted in Bhakti always. Yeah,
1: I, one thing I would like to explore, what time is it, by the way? F- I- 5.27.
0: Oh, 627.
1: Sorry. I'm- okay. I want to, since we're right at the end, I have a few other meetings tonight. So one, I want to explore this tomorrow because I've been really thinking about it a lot. The reason we can't stop talking about these sorts of things is because it's too close to our life right now. Yeah. And it, and it, it, can, it impacts us in terms of just like literally speaking, in terms of survival.
0: Yeah.
1: People are concerned about living and. Just in a very practical way, COVID is there. So that, you know they're concerned about the life of their body, but also financial life with things being locked down. There's just so much fear around survival. Yeah. And the, so what I've been, what's been on my mind so, for some days now, is when when the fear of survival is very strong, it arrests the consciousness ability to think of higher subject matters. Mm and even when it comes to these topics about politics and so on at the heart of it is fear around survival yes maybe it's survival as a demographic or survival of certain laws that my demographic depends upon for its prosperity at least in the mind people think in this way um so at the heart of it is basically fear and when fear is so strongly arresting consciousness, Mm. then the ability to think of higher things becomes basically impossible. And if someone approaches us with higher knowledge or higher information, which is purported to be the solution for all of our problems, spiritually and materially speaking, it's supposed Mm. to be the panacea, there is no interest in that because the consciousness is too much arrested by the fear of survival. Mm. Which is essentially animal consciousness because animal consciousness, as Vedanta often defines it, is a preoccupation with eating, sleeping, mating, and fearing. Ahara nidra bhaya maitunamcha. So normally we say defending, but the word is ahara means eating, nidra sleeping, maitunam means sex, and bhaya, bhaya is fear. So fear is arresting consciousness so profoundly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How is it that you're able to think? or move toward the higher. And frankly speaking, I haven't done the best job, it, it, which is interesting because I'm not so much fearful right now. And I think that's because of an influx of the mode of ignorance. Like I just like, oh, whatever, like <laughs> they just don't register my psyche as critical until it gets to the actual critical mark for me on a very personal level. Then I'm like, oh man, this is terrible. Um, so that's just my own sort of defect. But um, I, but I'm, observing and I'm relating just because I am human. I'm relating that while wow, fear is so strong right now and everyone's yeah. psyche, you know, you have people fear of COVID. So they're like, you must wear the mask, blah, blah, blah. You have people who are like afraid of the government and they think that the the obligation to wear a mask is simply symbolic of the government, yeah. you know, censoring its, its um, citizens and so on. So they're like, I refuse to wear the mask because COVID is not that big of a deal. This is just government. On either side of an issue, you can see fear is at the heart of it. Yes. And that fear is preventing higher level discussion, it's preventing a higher level um, consciousness of moving mm-hmm. towards the absolute. Because even if you have, like, suppo- I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. Suppose, like I said, I tend to be one of those tinfoil hat wearing individuals um now that i go out of my way to like look up conspiracies and all that but uh, i just have like an intuition that's conspiratorial in nature like this is there's something going on around here so what i noticed with that sort of fear in the psyche that your consciousness goes to finding out all sorts of information that shows that this is like bogus that mm-hmm. the things are happening right now is bogus but it's fear that drives that that push even yeah. though even though those who would have that understanding considered themselves righteous and like kind of like freedom fighters we're helping them free the minds. But basically they're th- all they're thinking about is like Bill Gates and Donald Trump and this one and that one, like nonsense basically. Mm. On the other side, you have people who are afraid of COVID and like we got to trust this, the, the stipulations the government are giving to us. And we're, you know, if you stay inside and follow everything the government says, we're, you're, you're actually a superhero. You're actually saving <laughs> lives. And in that case, fear is also the basis and it's driving the consciousness toward, again, COVID and wearing yeah. masks, um, socially reprimanding those who refuse to follow stipulations as dangerous to the society. And in all cases, no one is thinking of Brahman or Atman or Krishna. And, and so now I'm starting to discover at the, well, not discover, philosophically, I could have always said this, but now I'm starting to feel it viscerally like, wow, our real enemy right now for all of us is fear.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Basically, the fear of death at the end of the day, but the fear of losing freedoms and all that, it all comes a part of that death, fear of death consciousness. So I want to explore this maybe in the next few chit chats. Yeah. Because Bhagavatam itself actually explores this quite a bit. Yes. yes. Fear, fear is actually the enemy of the soul. And it, of course, manifests itself as an enemy in our practical lives, also, uh, where we would give up certain liberties because of fear, and mm. we may paint it. We may paint our fear in ways. Tenfold hat-wearing people tend to paint their fear as courage and revolution. Mm. Um, people who would be considered sheeples, or you know, just people who just believe, they paint their fear as heroism and concern and compassion Mm. but basically it's fear that's really the puppet master and unless we overcome this fear then we're not going to be able to develop higher consciousness and i'm seeing that in my own personal self and i've seen it in our communities so Mm. i would like to discuss this this point some more because yeah i see it as the heart of the problem and fear itself is so demoralizing and dispiriting, yes. and,
0: and this it, it, drives
1: people, it drives people to do crazy stuff, like become enemies with your friend. Yeah. Someone that was your brother literally 24 hours ago, he said something on Facebook and now he's your enemy? Because of what he said? No, because of fear. And you're, you're blaming your friend, but it has nothing to do with your friend, it has to do with your fear mm. and my fear and their fear. And if we don't come out of this fearing consciousness, which is animal consciousness, then you can't develop higher consciousness. It's not actually possible. Mm. And this is one of the major clashes anyway. So yeah, I like to explore this um, in the next few chit chats cause it's fascinating and um, a problem.
0: Yeah, let's definitely explore this in the next chit chats because it's, it's very much at the root of the problem. So we can talk about the problems on a superficial level on the, you know, material level of this politics and this person and this identity politics and et cetera, which is cool. And it's, and it's, it's also nice to kind of know that side of it as well. But ultimately this is chit chat and we're meant to be chatting about chit, about spiritual knowledge. Yes. And so I think- We can think talk about everything. Yes, that's true. We can talk about
1: everything. <laughs> From the perspective of that, that, that. Chit. From the perspective
0: of <laughs> chit, yes. So this was such a nice, um, uh, Chelsea, saying thank you for this clarity. Thank you so much for being here, Chelsea and Madhwapuri, oh, Shyam. Thank you, Princess Pepina. And uh, I saw Michelle Berger was there. Madhwapuri, thank you. Jagadishari, so many wonderful souls. Sham and Many Blue Skies joining us every night. Uh, we should no longer have connection problems going forward because it seems to be working. Like, I'm in Ecuador, Jai's in North Carolina or something like that. So thank you, Induleka Devi. Uh, so we'll be here every night at 6pm and we shall see everyone soon.